Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time you are watching uh, this premiere of our Testimonial Tuesday. You are here with me, Jermaine Jackson, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know about you, but I'm thanking God for another day, thanking God that we just completed celebrating yet another Resurrection Sunday. How many of you know that Jesus got up? My God, that's powerful that because of the Savior, Jesus Christ, who bled and died on the cross for my sins, your sins, for the sins of the entire world. God, I give you praise. But the Savior was not left in the grave. He got up with all power in his hands. So, you know, we are truly thanking God for Resurrection Sunday that passed. We're thanking God for all that he's done. I hope that you all had a great Resurrection Sunday. And now as we're coming in on this Tuesday, I hope that you are still rejoicing, that you are still giving God praise and glory my god god is good he is wonderful he's faithful to me and to you but you are now here with me jermaine jackson for testimonial tuesday here on the new beginnings podcast that you can stream the new beginnings podcast on spotify you can also find it on apple two of the biggest platforms it's also on amazon music google you can also stream the video on my Facebook page, Jermaine Jackson. You can also stream it on the YouTube page. Please go to that YouTube page, New Beginnings Podcast. If you want to see this video live and you just don't want the audio, please like and subscribe, New Beginnings Podcast on YouTube. Amen. We'd love to have you subscribe and follow and look at all of the different videos, all of the different uh, interviews that are part of the New Beginnings Podcast. Amen. So I thank God for each and every one of you. So we're going to go into a word of prayer. We are continuing our series on deliverance. My God, God is going to do something in this series. He's doing something for me. He's doing something for you. Amen. Gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, I praise you. I magnify you and I thank you for all the Father, you have been good. You are faithful. You are magnificent and wonderful. And there is nobody like you. And as I come before you on this day, oh God, I confess my sins. Hallelujah. For you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins, to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I thank you that comes through your blood yeah the blood of jesus christ i thank you lord i come before you with a repentant heart turning making a decision oh god ah yeah to turn from all that is not like you i give you the praise the honor and the glory and lord i acknowledge you in all of my ways that you may direct my paths on this day oh god lord lead me and guide me in everything that i say and do that you may get the glory out of my life in the mighty name of jesus father speak even now Speak to those that need to be encouraged. Speak to those that need to be uplifted and inspired, oh God, in this moment, in this time, in this season, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that I give you all praise, honor, and glory, yeah, that you may be lifted up even in this. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I thank God for each and every one of you, for all, all those that are watching live, for all those that would put this on replay, for all of those that would listen. I thank God for each and every one of you. Amen. You are here with me once again, Jermaine Jackson on Testimonial Tuesday. Thank God for yet finding me saved, sanctified, and filled with his precious Holy Ghost and that with a burning fire. I want to give honor to my pastors, Dr. Xavier Menzies, Pastor Latanya Menzies at the Christian Family Worship Center. Amen. Amen. Can we go into this lesson here? Once again, on Testimonial Tuesday, we're going into the second part of deliverance. Uh, last week, we talked about the need for deliverance, recognizing the need for deliverance. Our uh, base scriptures in Luke, the 11th chapter, reading verses 17 through 26. We really focus in on those last few scriptures where it talks about that when the evil spirit has gone out of a man, it goes around in dry places seeking, you know, somewhere to reside. 
But when that spirit finds nowhere to reside, it returns to the place where it once had residence, meaning it turns back to that person and it brings seven spirits more wicked than itself. Amen. We're going to talk about deliverance. We're going to talk about being free from sin, being free from the hand of Satan. We're going to talk about not being bound. Oh, my God, by the yoke of bondage. I don't know about y'all, but I get excited when I talk about deliverance. So last week we talked about the need for deliverance. Today we're going to talk about some steps to deliverance. No specific order, but these are some examples and things that once you recognize that you need deliverance, that there is something that I am dealing with, something I am fighting. There is something that has to be bound, some addiction, some generational bloodline curse, something that I don't want. And last week we talked about with the need for the live. We talked about taking it to Jesus. Come on. How many of you know that Jesus will deliver? If you ask anything in his name that he would do it. We began to talk about examples in the Bible where people had situations, sicknesses, afflictions, all type of things. And they brought them to Jesus and Jesus would cast out the unclean spirit. P people were vexed with devils and, and Jesus were casting them out. So if you need deliverance, I don't know no other way but to go to Jesus. Come on. We need to go to Jesus when we need deliverance. So when we talk about the steps to deliverance, we're going to talk about honesty. One of the first steps of being delivered, you got to be honest that you got to be delivered from something. I know many of us will sit and say that, oh, I'm okay. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Everything's fine in my neck of the neighborhood. But let me tell you something. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy always wants to cause us to do something that goes against the will of God, the word of God. We talked about last week. He even tried to destroy the plan of salvation. When Jesus was done fasting 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, Satan came to tempt him. The enemy is nothing but an influencer. He wants to influence us with negativity. He wants to influence us with evil. That's all he wants to do. He wants to deceive us. He is the master deceiver. He is the father of lies. He wants to tempt us and cause us to do anything to go against God's word. So when you've confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you don't think the enemy wants to do everything possible, present things to you to cause you to go back? What does the Bible say? That if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The devil does not want you to walk in the spirit. He does not want you to walk in the newness of life. But he wants you to go pick up that old man, that old man that died and was buried to sin. He wants you to walk back in your sinful nature. Yeah, this flesh is our sinful nature. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me that I can overcome. It's not that the enemy won't present me with stuff. It's not that this sin nature, what did Paul say? That thing that I would do, I don't do because of the sin that dwells in me. This flesh is sinful. It dwells no good thing. We have appetites in our flesh that want to do wrong. This flesh wants to gratify itself. It wants to please itself 24-7. But my God. The power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit of God, Jesus Christ is more powerful than that. And our main agenda is to be doing things that please and magnify God. OK, so when you're dealing with something, you have an issue. You got a sin problem, whatever that may be. It may be an addiction. It may be something passed down through your bloodline. <clears throat> you may be a slanderer. You may be a person that's always trying to deceive people. Whatever it is, you got to be honest. When you see people that go in AA meeting, people that go to rehab, one of the first steps they got to say, I got an issue. I can't stop drinking. I can't stop smoking. I can't stop doing this drug. And they put them in a program. But if they're not honest that they have a problem, how can they take the steps to help that person? 
Come on. And a lot of times in the normal world, we understand this. But when we try to put it in spiritual tenses, when we talk about that first, we got to come to God honest. Yes, we know what the Bible scripture said we can come boldly before the throne of grace. We have access to God. Yes. But how many of us are willing to be honest? Jesus came to forgive us of our sins. If truth be told, we all in need of a savior. Whoo! God, I give you praise. We're all in need of Jesus. But how many of us are willing to be honest that Christ, I need you to deliver me from my habits. I need you to deliver me from my sin. Let's look at Psalms 32 and 5. I acknowledge my sin unto thee and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. How many of you want Jesus to forgive you for the iniquity of your sin? That iniquity is your inward sin. Some people... I ain't going to say something for us. We all got something inside we don't want nobody to know about. Those little isms, those little things that um, that we struggling and battling with that we know it's not good for us to be struggling. Those things that we're contemplating on doing. Those things that we really want to do. It's a struggle. It's a battle. And we really don't want it. But Jesus is ready to take it away. But how many of us are going to be honest and say that I need to be delivered for this? Another step to deliverance is humility. James 5 and 16 says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. When you need help in the area of your life that you are struggling in, an area of your life that is damaging you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, who's willing to submit to the one that can help? God, I give you praise. Let's go to the natural. We understand the counselor, <clears throat> excuse me, the psychologist. We got to submit to their training, their authority, their ability to help us. But once again, I find sometimes when it comes to the things of the spirit, we don't want to submit to God. We want to do things our way. But when I've got a problem, I got an issue. And there are some things that we are dealing with that only God can do it. Thank God for the counselors. Thank God for the psychologists. Thank God for the mentors. Thank God for those the different rehabs in the group. But the Bible says, cast all your cares up to him for he cares for you. God is the ultimate one that can give you the help. God, I give you praise. God is the ultimate one that can deliver, that can heal, that can set you free. I ain't got no issue with you talking to nobody, but I'm going to take it to Jesus. That while I'm sitting there talking to somebody on the couch, while I'm sitting there talking to my mentor, to the person that I might confide in, what, what do we see in Psalms, the first chapter, what it says in that first verse? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So the Bible is telling us there's nothing wrong with getting counsel, but consider your source. Who is the source? Who's counseling you through you? Who are you submitting yourself to? See, I'm not going to submit myself to everybody, but there are certain people I will submit myself to. Let them know I'm having an issue and a problem. What can you do to counsel me and to help me? I don't tell everybody everything because some people will give you some messed up information. They'll give you some bad counseling and you'll be and you'll leave their presence in a worse state than what you came. <clears throat> but the Bible says here. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We got to resist what the enemy is putting in front of us. We got to resist what the devil, the thoughts he brings to our minds, the things that he says in our ear. We got to. Can I tell you something? The devil's never going to present you with anything that's good for you. It might feel good, but we got to be able to discern what it is. And even some things that feel good, it ain't good for us. And the devil is more subtle than any creature. He slowly works his way. The enemy is just looking for an opening to influence us, to cause us to go another way that's alternative to God. 
honesty, to be humble. Let's look at Matthew, the 15th chapter, the, the story of the Syrophoenician woman. Forgive me if I didn't pronounce that right. This woman came from Cain and she came to Jesus. Her daughter was grievously vexed with the devil. She was honest. My daughter got a problem. She was humble. Now, watch how Jesus responds. Jesus didn't answer her when she was calling to him for help. And the disciples said, Jesus, let's send her away. She bothering us. Jesus said to the woman, I'm not but sent, but the lost sheet of the house of Israel. The woman was persistent, though. She was so determined to get her daughter freed and healed from this issue. She says she's sorely vexed with the devil. I don't know if the girl was sick, she had an affliction, but the girl had a problem. This woman said, no, Jesus, I'm calling you. She said, Lord, help me. How many of us are willing to be open and honest and humble unto God, unto Jesus Christ? Say, Lord, I got a problem and I need you to help me. Who God, I give you praise right now. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, help me. We may have some stuff we don't even notice, but God, help me. Help me with this. Jesus said, it is not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Because Jesus said, I'm only here for the lost sheep of Israel. That's who God commissioned me for the lost sheep of Israel. Watch her response. Remember, she came from Canaan. This was a Syrophoenician woman. She was not a Jew. Watch this, how she humbled. She said, even pet dogs eat the crumbs that fell from the master's table. That's in the Amplified. She says, so even the ones that are the dog, and a lot of, and at that time, the way they look down the pets, you ain't supposed to be at the master's table. But you ever seen a dog come and get the very crumbs? That woman humbled herself so much. She said, Jesus, yes, I'm not a Jew. Jesus, I'm probably not even worthy to come to you and praise you. But I'm so intentional on getting my daughter free from this issue that she has. Whoo, to get her, get this demon cast out. To get her, come on, delivered. We talking about deliverance. I am so persistent that Jesus, I need you to help me. Jesus' last response. He said, woman, your faith is great. When do we get to the point when we get beyond ourselves and say what I'm dealing with, what my family dealing with, what my child is dealing with, it goes beyond me. Whoo, God, I give you praise. Too many times we got issues in our homes and our family. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit. We got too many issues and problems. We don't want to tell nobody. We want to keep it concealed. Don't say what went on in this house. Don't say nothing about what's going on with your brother. Don't say what's going on with your sister. But we don't want to be honest. We don't want to humble ourselves and we don't want to take it to Jesus. We too worried about being embarrassed and being ashamed. Let me tell you something. You ought to be getting tired of getting tormented by the enemy. Tired of getting tormented by your thoughts. Tired of having nightmares and dreams. Tired of the pain and the affliction that you're dealing with. I'm going to take it to Jesus. I don't care my class. I don't care my status. I am not too good to cry out to Jesus to cry out to the name of Jesus. Jesus, I need your help, and I need your help right now. God, I need you to hear. Man, I'm calling Savior. Hear my humble cry. How many of you know what it is to call Savior, that when you was in the midst of some things that you couldn't get out, and you had to call on a Savior to hear your humble cry and to bring you out of it? Woo, God, I give you praise. And Jesus had to bring you out of the miry cave. Jesus had to bring you out of the valley. Jesus had to bring you out of sin. Jesus had to bring you out of the addiction. My God, or oh, somebody was praying for you. How many of us know that we were only delivered because mama was praying? Didn't his mother bring her daughter? Grandma was praying. Maybe it was an auntie or an uncle, but somebody was praying for you. 
Maybe you was on drugs. Maybe you was on alcohol. Maybe you was addicted to, to fornication, pornography. I don't know what your issue was. Maybe you had a sickness or something in your body. You were dealing with a spirit of affliction and infirmity. But somebody prayed for you. Somebody said, I'm going to take them to Jesus. They may not go themselves, but somebody interceded on your behalf. This mother was interceding saying, Jesus, I need you to help my daughter. And Jesus said, your faith is great. It will be done as you wish. Your daughter was healed that very moment. She humbled herself. She was, she was open. Jesus, help my daughter. Another step to deliverance as we continue to move forward. I don't know about y'all, but I'm getting excited about this word. Forgiveness and repentance. First John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many of us are willing to confess that we've got sin? How many of us are willing to confess that I'm an adulterer, that I'm a fornicator, I'm a liar, I'm a deceiver, I'm a slanderer, I'm a whoremonger? What are you willing to confess and bring to Jesus? Lord, how can I get delivered from what I'm dealing with if I'm not willing to confess it? If it's a clause, that if is there for a reason. If, if you confess your sins, this is the result. Confession is so important when we talk about steps to deliverance. Who's going to be willing to confess? Or am I embarrassed what they're going to say about me? That if I get up here and confess what's going on, the pastor going to look wrong at me. Uh, the people going to look, my family going to look at me funny. I don't care who's looking at me. I refuse to be bound. I refuse to be burdened down with sin. I refuse to have the way. I refuse to allow the enemy to have control over my mind, over my heart, over my life. I am taking it to Jesus. I'm going to God and I'm going to confess my sins. For the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. None of us are exempt. None of us are perfect. So we all need to confess our sins because he if it's an if. If you don't want to confess it, you can sit there and deal with what you're dealing with. You can continue to let the enemy have reign in your life. But the devil is a liar. I don't know about you, but Satan does not have the right unless I give him the right. To afflict my mind, to afflict my emotions, to inflict my body. The devil is a liar. So I will come and confess that I may be forgiven, that I may be clean. This is why Jesus died. Didn't we just celebrate Resurrection Sunday? This is the whole purpose why Christ died, why he rose again with power. He didn't stay in the grave. He rose with power over the enemy. So that same power that Jesus rose with, we have that same power. The devil thought he killed you. He thought he had the victory over him. The enemy constantly came at Jesus, constantly. So you don't think he's not coming for us? We say that I'm a disciple of Christ, that I confess with my mouth the Lord to believe in my heart that God raised from the dead. You don't think the devil's not coming for us? But we've got power. Jesus said, I give to you the kings of the kingdom. That whatsoever earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose or shall be loosed up in heaven. Come on. We've got power over the enemy. But how many of us are willing to confess? But not only forgiveness, repentance. Acts 3 and 19. Repent then and turn to God. Come on. Repent means to turn so that your sins may be wiped out, that the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. How many of us are not only willing to ask for God? I want to repent. Come on. We don't talk about repentance enough. Repent means I'm meaning to turn from this thing. Let's go to 2 Peter 3 and 9. Come on. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but as long as us toward 
not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Don't you know that God desires for you to repent? He wants you to turn from that thing and let it go. Repent means that, Lord, I acknowledge that I got this issue, but I'm repenting. I'm turning from it with the intent to never go back to it. I never want to go back to that addiction. I never want to go back to that lifestyle, God. I never want to go back to that thing that had me bound for years. Repent is an action or process of feeling remorse or regret for one's past action or sin. The Bible says that godly sorrow worketh repentance. Come on. Have you ever felt sorrowful about something? You did something and you just felt so down. Some people do stuff, get up. Hey, man, it is what it is. But I know what it is to feel godly sorrow. That Lord, I messed up. God, just please forgive me. Lord, I repent. Lord, I turn. God, I promise you can trust me. I'll never do it again because I don't want to feel like this, God. When, when I looked at myself, I, I was stained. I was dirty. I was embarrassed before. Forget people. I was embarrassed before the presence of God. God, how, is you, how are you looking at me right now? Because based off what I've done, God, based off what I did, God, I'm looking at myself, God. I can't face myself in the mirror. So, Lord, if I can't look at me, I could imagine how you looking at me. The God that knows no sin. Woo, God, I give you praise. Thank you, Lord, for repentance. Thank you, Lord, for repentance. We can't forget to repent, people. My God, we cannot forget to repent. Lord, thank you for forgiveness. Thank you, Christ. But, Lord, I'm coming to you with a repentive heart. Out all of my transgressions, blot them out, God. Oh, Jesus, do you know what it is to ask God to blot out your transgressions, blot out my wrongdoings? God, I don't even want nobody else to see it. Jesus, have you do you know what it is to be godly sorrow? My God, when we come to deliverance, being honest, humble, asking for forgiveness, repenting of the things we've done, the things we said, come on. Sometimes we need deliverance from our tongue. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Some of us have said some things that have cut people so deep. We have spoken curses and, and all type of stuff on people with our mouth. We done spoke stuff on ourselves because we too loose with our tongue. Let us bridle our tongue. God, deliver me. Hallelujah. That I can say the right things, oh God. Hey, Father, I give you praise. I repent from it, God. One of the last steps when we talk about deliverance, and we almost done with this thing, renunciation. <clears throat> Come here. Renunciation is the act of giving up, refusing, or rejecting something, especially something that one has previously enjoyed, recognized, or claimed. Listen to this. The act of refusing to continue to acknowledge. When I talk about repentance, I'm turning from it, but then we put renunciation with it. The act of refusing to continue to acknowledge, recognize, or be bound by contract or obligation. That means that when I turn from it, I'm not finna acknowledge it. I'm not finna recognize that thing no more. Yeah, the enemy can bring it back to me. What did, what did the Bible say in Luke 11? That that spirit will try to come back with seven spirits. So not only that thing that I got delivered from, do it think it got the authority to come back, but it's going to bring seven new things to make me even more bound. But if I renounce it, if I don't recognize it, if I don't acknowledge it, that it can't take residence in my house because I've been delivered from it and I'm no longer finna be bound by the devil. Come on. 
I'm not going to be bound by that sin. I'm not going to be bound by that addiction. I'm not going to be bound by that spirit of torment. I'm not going to be bound by that affliction, that disease, that infection. I refuse to be bound by it. But the enemy think that's why that spirit comes back because it thinks it has obligation to you, but you got to renounce it. Let's go to Matthew um, 3rd chapter 7 through 8. When he, John the Baptist, saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees came to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth fruits, meat for repentance. John was telling them, bring forth something that shows that you didn't truly turn from that lifestyle, that you don't truly turn, you don't really repent from your sin. Where's your fruit at? So now let's go to Acts the 19th chapter. Let's start at verse 11. We're going to talk about Paul and the sons of Sceva. And when you begin to read in that chapter, verse 11, God was doing all these extraordinary works and miracles through Paul. They were even taking handkerchiefs and face towels and aprons that touched his skin. It was brought to the sick. They were healed. Demons were cast out through the cloth. So a lot of times when you see people fasting, we see this lot of old church. They have the handkerchiefs, the towels, the aprons. It's biblical. Paul was praying and consecrating these things. They were taking these items back, touching people that were healed, people that were sick and they were healed. Demons were cast out. My God. And then it said those that were the Jewish exorcists, so those that were practicing exorcism, those that were in witchcraft, also attempted to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirit. Now, they didn't have the authority of Christ. That's why when you start talking about deliverance, this ain't nothing to play with. If you know you ain't got no power with Jesus, don't you try go to cast no demons out of nobody. Listen, the Bible tells us certain stories to let us know what we should and shouldn't do. And it says, I implore you and solemnly command you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Seven sons of Sceva, Jewish priests, were doing this, but the evil spirit retorted. The evil demonic spirit spoke out and said this. I know and recognize and acknowledge Jesus. Don't you know the devil knows Jesus? Whoo! Come on. That's why whenever Jesus cast the demon out, it had to respect him. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from life. Devil, I saw you get kicked out with a third of the angels that are now demonic spirit. They recognize Jesus. He said, and I know about Paul, but as for you, who is you? That's what it said to those Jewish exorcists, those seven sons of Sceva. He said, I know Jesus. I know Paul. Paul got power. Well, who is you? Look what happened next. Then the man who was the evil spirit leaped on them and subdued all of them and overpowered them so that they ran out of that house in their terror, stripped naked and wounded. Don't play when it comes to deliverance. Don't play when it comes to the devil. It's not a joke. It's not a game. This is serious. Demons are real. The devil is real. If you try to mess around with that realm in the spirit and you ain't walking with no power of Jesus Christ, you'll get something on you. This stuff is serious. And sometimes people don't want to talk about this, but demonic spirits and influence is real. And the devil know who's got power with God and who don't got no power. My God. But look at what happened. This became known to all who lived in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified and exalted. Many of those who had become believers were coming, confessing and disclosing their former sinful practices. Come on, they repented. When they see what Paul did, when they see what happened between him and the son of Sceva, they began to repent, and they said they were bringing, disclosing their former 
If any man be in Christ, he is in old things are passed away. This means they accepted Jesus Christ. And many of those who have practiced magical arts, that's witchcraft, collected their books and throwing book after book on the pile, began burning them in the front of everyone. They calculated their value to be 50,000 pieces. So the word of the Lord concerning eternal salvation through faith in Christ was going great and prevailing. That's the renunciation. They had such an encounter with Christ after what they seen that they said, we renounce. We're going to give up our witchcraft books. We're going to give up these demonic practices. And they burnt those books and destroyed them. How many of you got evidence that I truly repented? <sighs> Jesus Christ. That I truly turned from this thing that had me bound. This thing that had me tormented. That I'm, I'm going to bring it and I'm putting it in a fire to put it to death. Because I'm never going back to it. These people brought their stuff. They seances, all this mess. They took it and brought it, put it in a fire and destroyed it. That's fruits, meats for repentance. That when you have truly talked about, I want to be delivered. I want to be set free. I don't want to be bound no more. God, I'm going to be honest about it. I got a problem. God, I'm going to humble myself because I know only that through the power of Jesus Christ can I be delivered through what I'm dealing with. And Lord, I'm asking you to forgive me, but Lord, not just forgive the Lord, I'm repenting of it. I'm turning from it, but then I'm going to renounce it. I'm going, I don't want to recognize it. I'm not going to welcome it. I'm not going to affiliate myself with it. I'm done with it. It's over with because I need to be delivered. And I'm willing to take the necessary steps to deliverance. Now, Father, I praise you. Whew, God, I give you glory and honor and praise for this word on today. Lord, I thank you for deliverance, Lord, and these steps to deliverance, oh God. Father, help us to be open and honest before you, oh Lord to openly acknowledge everything that we are dealing with, oh God. I bind the spirit that comes to make us feel ashamed, to be embarrassed, that speaks to us and says that I shouldn't be dealing with this. I shouldn't be going through this. Father, for all of us have sinned and come short of your glory. And we know that the enemy is going to or fro, seeking who he may devour. Father, we know that the devil is going around like a warring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Whew, he's going to and fro in the earth, up and down in it, God. The enemy is constantly looking for someone to bind them up, to influence them, to deceive them. The devil is constantly looking to come against the children of God. My God, but Father, I thank you for the victory that is in you. Hallelujah. And I declare on this day, Lord, that we will be honest that we will be humble and submit ourselves to you, oh God. We don't want to come before you with a spirit of pride, but we want to come with you humble as a little child, oh God. Yee, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you may deliver, that you may set us free, oh God. And Father, I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you for the power that is in repentance, oh God. And Lord, I even thank you for renunciation, God. Those things that we have turned from, God, we will not acknowledge them, oh Lord. If it means we have to disassociate ourselves with some places, people, and things, God, we'll disconnect from it, Lord. Because we renounce it right now. We want the devil to know that, they does, that every demonic spirit has no right to come back to us and bring seven more spirits worse than itself. Woo, it cannot inhabit us. The enemy will not bind us. The enemy does not have a contract. He cannot obligate our temple. We declare that this is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hey, Father, I give you praise for it right now. So we bind the devil on every hand. We rebuke Satan right now. We take authority over the enemy. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving us the keys to the kingdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that whatsoever we ask in your name, that 
it shall be done. And we give you praise, honor, and glory. Thank you for the power, Lord, that we shall tread on serpents. If we drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm us. Thank you, Lord, for the power to cast out devils in the name of Jesus. I declare we will not be afflicted. We will not be tormented by the power and the authority that is in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, I thank you for deliverance, Lord. Woo, God, I give you praise. I thank you for everyone that's being delivered right now. That's even under the sound of my voice, oh God. Whoa, I pray for their deliverance. I pray that they're coming out of it. Satan, I command you to loose them and to let them go, to take your hands off of their minds, take your hands off of their heart, take your hands off of their finances, take your hands off of their bodies, come out disease and affliction, come out sickness in the name of Jesus, and Father, I give you praise, oh, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered, for when the enemy came in like a flood, but the Spirit of the Lord lifted up a standard against him, Father, that's why we submit ourselves to you, oh God, because we know that you're going to lift up a standard against the enemy. Uh, uh, the weapon may have formed, but it did not prosper. Yeah, God, I give you praise and I thank you right now for being our help, for being our strong hour. Thank you, Lord, for the power that you've given us over the enemy. And I thank you right now, oh Lord, for our deliverance. Uh, I thank you that we will walk in the spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of this flesh. Glory be to your name. All of the power is, is ours, oh God, oh, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I thank you that we can take authority over the enemy today. And I give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you on this day. Hallelujah. I want you to walk away from every part of this series believing that you can be delivered, but you got to want to give it up. My God, God ain't going to force you to give it up. You who, who tired of being sick and tired? Who's tired of being bound? Who's tired of being afflicted? Who's tired of being tormented? You don't have to stay in that state. Through Jesus Christ, you can be delivered. Through the power of God, you can be delivered. But you got to be honest. You got to humble yourself under the almighty hand of God. Ask for forgiveness. Lord, forgive me. Open your mouth and confess that thing. Jesus, let it go. Let it go right now in the name of Jesus. And repent and turn from it. Then renounce it. Somebody try to bring back your old life. I ain't got time to even entertain those type of conversations. Remember, you know, I don't remember nothing I was in because that's not me no more. Don't even entertain those type of conversations. You're not going to keep bringing up who I used to be. God, deliver me from that. And I'm going to stay delivered. That's our series on next week. Maintaining our deliverance. I get happy. I don't want to go into it now. We're going to talk about maintaining our, de our deliverance as we close out this series. Remember, if you need prayer, you can put your prayer in the chat or you can email me at jakejackson7982 at gmail.com. How can I pray for you? How can I pray with you? I just don't want you to think, oh, he's just trying to pray for us. No, if you got a petition before God and you want somebody to stand with you in prayer, I am here to stand with you in prayer. Once again, my email is jakejackson7982 at gmail.com. I'm going to put it down in the uh, screen. You're going to see it pop up. And let me know how I can pray for you or pray with you. I am here because I want the devil to stop thinking he can reign over our lives. The only reason the enemy has power, the only reason the enemy has influence, because we allow him to have it. But greater is he, Jesus, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. I've got power. Do you believe you have power? 
Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. The devil is the prince of the air. He's, he's, he's the prince of the air. He's in this world. We said it last week with Jesus. Oh, to the inhabitants, for Satan has come down to the earth. Satan is here, but we've got power. We in this world, but we not of it. The Bible tells us to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. I'm not finna love those things that Satan keep presenting me with. Oh, well, Jermaine, it's some good. Yes, there are some things in this world that God has created for us to enjoy while we are here. And he means for us to enjoy it. But there are a lot of things in this world that mean us no good. And we have to be alert. We have to be sober. We have to be vigilant. For our adversary, the devil, is roaming around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And the enemy will present you with something and look good, but it means you no good. In this world today, we have to be more alert than ever so that we don't fall prey to Satan's devices. We are not ignorant of Satan's devices, and we cannot afford to fall prey to the enemy. So it's time for us to be alert, people of God. It's time for us to be alert for our families, for our homes, and our place of business. Everywhere that we go, we need to be alert. What does the Bible say? Watch and pray. We got to watch as well as pray. Come on. We can't just be praying with our eyes closed there. We got to pray and watch. I'm going to look out for the enemy because the enemy's on the lookout for us trying to make us fall, trying to make us turn and just renounce our faith, renounce who God is, but the devil is a liar. I'm going to renounce him. I will never renounce God. I love God too much. God has done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. So stand strong, people of God. Stand in the faith and the liberty in which Christ has made you free. And now unto him that is able to keep us from falling. And to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be the glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and ever. Amen. God bless you. Join me next time here on Testimonial Tuesday as we're going to go into the last part of this series in deliverance about maintaining our deliverance here on the Testimonial Tuesday here on the New Beginnings Podcast. Remember, we're on YouTube, Facebook. We're also on your Apple, Spotify podcast, Google, Amazon Anywhere you can find me, New Beginnings Podcast with Jay Jackson. God bless you. And I look forward to seeing y'all next week on Testimonial Tuesday.